Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Diana Barba. Hi, I'm Diana. And do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, you you already know my name, but I'm 16 and I grew up with two cultures in my household. Yeah, and so do you want to tell us a little bit about that and just what that experience was like and just give us a little bit of the rundown on that? Basically, all of my life, because of my parents being from Mexico, um, I, and especially my mom who lived there her whole life, I have had, like, um, just a, a, a childhood filled with, like, different experiences where I kind of um, would do more, I guess, what you could call American things and, like, be surrounded with American people while, like, maybe on the weekends going to more um hispanic uh kind of events or like parties that were um kind of more in my mom's culture kind of thing um and yeah i've just i grew up with two different languages as well and it's definitely always just been something apparent in my life yeah and so when did you feel like you really started to notice that play into like the way you perceived yourself and the way you perceived the world around you Um, I would say maybe in middle school, just because in elementary school, I didn't really realize, like, cultures were a thing. I just thought everyone was kind of the same. But then in middle school, obviously, like, I was in a school that had so many different types of people. And so I think I started to realize, like, oh, my, like, where I come from, where my family comes from, how I speak, what I do, like, that definitely is, I mean, it can be seen as different than how other people um, live their lives. And I think that's where I kind of started to realize all those differences in my culture. Yeah, and um, just for the people that don't know, um, people like me who just don't have that experience, can you give us a little bit of an idea of maybe what some of like the differences are um, between Hispanic culture and American culture? And yeah, just how that affects you. Yeah, of course. Um, So I think one of the big things is definitely how you connect with people, because um, in the Hispanic culture, it's very welcoming. It's very loving. It's very like, you know, when you greet someone, when I greet someone, when I go to Mexico, I kiss them on the cheek. It's just kind of like the thing you do or you hug them. And like, um, so that's a big difference that like whenever we like people of the Hispanic culture will talk to others, they're very welcoming, you know, they want you to feel comfortable and they want you to feel like you belong in that space and that, you know, it's just a lot more friendlier, I guess. So the differences in the cultures, I would say, are definitely um, surrounding how we interact with people. Um, so a big focus that I would say is in like a Hispanic um, culture is just family and like 
how you perceive others. I would say it's very like, we want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel like you belong in this space. And like, I don't know, just a lot of times that I, you know, people come over to the house and we don't necessarily know them. We welcome them in and we're like, do you want something to eat? Like we just make sure you are fully comfortable which I think is kind of different because I feel like in the U.S. people are just a little bit more like wanting to know like who you are, where you came from kind of thing. Like um, there's a little bit more of like a sense of judgment before Mm -hmm. like accepting someone in. Um, I would also say there are obviously differences in like what we focus on in life. I feel like in my Hispanic culture, it's a lot of like religion, tradition, family, um, you know, it's just a lot more of um, traditional kind of things, religion based, and just having like that sense of unity with the culture. And um, I think it's more of, you know, in the US, there's a larger focus on like materialistic things, whereas there isn't in like, my household, it's more of you know, happiness and like, just like being happy with people. I don't know. Just like, yeah, not as much of like the superficial things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's beautiful. And I think, I know you and I have talked about this a little, but if you could go into like a little bit of depth on how you feel like the reality of your culture differs from the stereotypes that you think that, yeah, that how that plays into everything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, oh gosh, I could say so much about that. I feel like there are definitely very strong stereotypes that revolve around like Hispanics and and Mexicans and just kind of, there's this idea that sometimes they're not hardworking or like, you know, they're very not, they're not really dependable. They can't, they're not self-sufficient or just they're not necessarily viewed as like smart and like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, wealthy or anything and I feel like um in a sense I don't think it's true but I think that these stereotypes are so large that it becomes just kind of something that the culture just the people just kind of take on themselves and are like well I guess this is us because like a self-fulfilling prophecy type yeah I feel like that's definitely the case in many situations but I also think that um especially for people like Um, people that I know that have like migrated to the U.S. and stuff, I see how like the culture that they bring and like the characteristics that they bring eventually amount to the fact that like they are so determined to like have a better life. And I feel like that's what, what people don't see within the stereotypes that yes, you can view them as like not being as wealthy as other people, but you don't see that they're trying their very hardest to have a better life and to build like a strong family. Yeah. And so I think kind of going along a little bit, what you mentioned there about um, immigration and assimilation and just all of that, how do you feel like you balance your own culture while still kind of being a part of like the American culture? Cause you obviously grew up in both, like you said, and just how, how do you balance that? Just go a little bit more in depth into that. Um, what I would say, it's kind of hard for me, I feel like, just because I've, you know, ever since I realized that I did, like, having two cultures was some sort of, like, new thing, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think that I resented one over the other, um, but now I feel like what I try and do is, um, 
I try and really show and share my culture with others in the way that like, you know, for like my birthday party, what was my food? It was Mexican food and like little stuff like that. I try and like, instead of pushing it down more so show it and be like, Oh, like this is something cool that like my culture has. And I want to share that with you too. And I hope you think it's cool too. And I try and like, I try and have a little bit of best of both worlds. Like, um, I kind of choose what I like from each culture, I guess, and then like put it into my life and share it with others that way. Yeah. And you mentioned a little bit of that resentment. Um, and can you dig a little bit deeper there in kind of like the root of that? Um, yeah, for sure. I think most of the resentment comes because there are differences in the cultures and there's differences in like what people in the cultures view to be correct and stuff. And I feel like having both of the cultures, I felt like some of the, I guess, morals that my mother would teach me, I wouldn't necessarily be like always 100% for it, but I would have to follow it yeah. because like it is my parents. And so I feel like the resentment came from the fact that like I didn't agree with everything and I didn't know how to, you know, still be able to express my culture when I didn't fully like accept everything in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think a little bit of it probably came because like, you know, I didn't like the image and I, you know, a lot of times I still don't like the image that Mm -hmm. people give to Hispanics and to Mexicans. I feel like it just doesn't fit what I want to be viewed as. So I, a lot of times would just like not want to associate myself. I'd be like, no, like I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. I'm different. And so I think I, that's kind of where it would come in. Yeah. And so. I know you mentioned it a little bit, but how do you, do you feel like you've grown out of that? And if so, how? Um, And then, yeah, I guess just also, I I understand that it's a very difficult situation, especially when you're still under your parents' roof. Um, And especially, like you were saying, in a culture where family is so important and where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like listening to and respecting your parents is so important. Um, But yeah. Um, I think I have definitely grown I definitely do not resent my culture as much as I used to. That that's I think it's very notable um, with like the people around me. I think they can tell that I've I've tried to like accept it more and like be open with it. And I think what made me realize that it it isn't bad to have more than one culture is one of my mom's friends actually told me once she was like, Dinah, like don't don't think that you're any less because you have another culture like if anything like that should be something beautiful like it's something that you can share with others it's something that makes you different and makes you be able to have like yeah more like more experiences and she kind of told me like instead of trying to hide it I should like I said I should like try and show it to others and show what I love about it And so I think that was really like a turning point, just having that discussion with her because I kind of was able to see like, okay, like there are good things to my culture. So I should want to share that. I shouldn't want to hide it. Yeah. And do you still feel a sense of almost like code switching between the two? I mean, obviously you have like a language difference, but um, in the sense of like your behavior as well, do you still feel like you alter and change that depending on who you're around? Of course. Um, I think 
when I, I definitely see it like when I go to my friend's houses versus when I go to my mom's family's houses or Mm -hmm. to visit my dad's families and stuff like that like I definitely feel like just I mean I feel like this is wrong to say but like when I go to my friends houses you know they're mostly all American you know they live in American households and I definitely see myself you know I don't know stand a little bit taller and just act more proper I guess whereas in um when I go to households that are Hispanic, like I'm a little bit more free to just act however I want because they're so welcoming. They don't, you know, they don't really judge. They don't, they don't care how you look. They don't care about all these things. Like, like I said, not, nothing superficial. It's just like, you know, they just care about who you are as a person. Yeah. And kind of speaking to that, um, from my experience with your family, I remember, um, like a couple of years ago, actually, you and your friend Salemi, who we love Salemi so much, she's the greatest. I went to dinner with both of your families. And in a weird way, I, I feel like it almost makes me understand a little bit of what you're saying because it was kind of like in that situation, I was the odd one out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like kind of nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like behave right. I don't know what I, it was. Everybody was so nice like so amazingly nice and welcoming. And it's not that I thought that you guys like weren't going Mm -hmm. to be, but it's that sense of like, you know, when, when you, when you have something that's a little bit different of like, Oh, like, and what are they going to think about me? And I think that, I think that was really beautiful. Um, and kind of, um, going into what you were saying a little bit earlier, like way back at the beginning, um, can you tell us a little bit before I ask any more questions about that, about your dad's heritage? Um, Um, yeah. So he, his parents did originate from Mexico, but um, he was born there and he came weeks after um, that he was born. And the rest of his family lives in Santa Barbara, California, which is kind of ironic because my last name is Barba. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so like all of his siblings and him grew up in the U.S. and they lived um, a pretty Americanized life, I would say, like, you know, if you're here, you, you live like an American, and especially because, like, he didn't really have that connection to Mexico at all, he was never really there, he didn't, you know, he just fully was immersed in the U.S., whereas Mm -hmm. my mother grew up there and didn't come here until she got married. Yeah, and so, um, how do you feel like, maybe, I don't want to say pressure, but I, I mean, I'm, for lack of a better word, like the pressure um, to embrace culture and maybe not to embrace culture, but to adhere to maybe like the rules and ideals of the cultures are different between your parents. And have you talked to your dad a little bit about um, how it is to like embrace that culture while still being in America and still embracing kind of both? Yeah, I think um, the few times that we've talked about it as like a family, we kind of talk about the fact that like, Um, it is good to have the best of both worlds because it does in the end help. Like it helps to be a more well-rounded person, a person that knows about, you know, culture and like enriches their life with culture. And so what we try and talk about a lot is like, don't like, like I said, like take the best that you can from each culture and put it into yourself. So, you know, I primarily speak English um, in my life, but I make sure that, like, 
I'm still educated in Spanish. Like I still can communicate and talk with people because that's really important. Like the languages that I speak directly tie me to my culture. So I want to make sure that like I can communicate with people when I go to Mexico and stuff like that. And I think, um, I don't know, the ties, they're not that strict just because like, I don't know, like I, my parents are really like, they've always taught me both sides at the same time. So I feel like I grew up knowing that I, like I had both cultures. I didn't really have to worry about like, I don't know, using one more than the other or anything. But I definitely think that, um, that my dad has really taught me just like use the best from both and make that who you are so that I just don't lose them. And that, you know, I don't favor one over the other. Yeah. And I think I, that's obviously hard. Cause I, I think it kind of ebbs and flows. Um, where like maybe one time you'll probably like lean a little bit towards one and a little bit towards like the other. And that can just kind of, um, depend on where you are in your life, depend on the environment and even day to day. Um, like you were saying earlier, just like in your environment and having two older brothers, like you mentioned those family discussions, have you talked with them about this? Um, and yeah, how, how have they responded? I for sure have talked a lot to them about it, especially recently, just because there have been a lot of differing opinions in my family recently. Um, and I think for sure my oldest brother is, he was actually born in Mexico, but he is, I think, the most Americanized. Mm. Um, I would say that we all, you know, we all have some amount of resentment in us yeah. because, you know, like the Hispanic heritage and like the culture, it's just, it's a bit more strict Mm -hmm. I would say, and so we have talked a lot about, like, loving our cultures, but knowing, um, knowing that not, like, we're not going to like everything, because, like, we live here, and that's a fact, and so, like, we yeah. definitely just talk a lot about, like, um, being okay with the fact that we're not fully immersed in the Hispanic culture, and the fact that, like, you know, that can't change just because we are here. So I feel like most of our conversations that we have are just about like making sure that we know that it is okay to not be super connected um, with the culture and just knowing that like it's okay to feel like kind of out of place sometimes. Yeah. And I think it, I can't imagine how hard because it's like you're split between these two. And so I'm sure that it must feel like you don't fully belong in either category. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that that's a very difficult situation. And I, I mean, even though I can't like personally imagine that I'm just from hearing you talk about it and seeing your experiences, I know that that is difficult, um, especially at an age where you're developing your identity and with your brothers being older and I guess having experiences before, like a little bit before you and also just gender too. How do you feel like um, that's like affected it? Do you feel like maybe they kind of broke through the doors first and that they had to deal with this first and that you learned from them or maybe were your parents more strict with them um, or just kind of that situation? Um, I know that my parents were a lot stricter with my older brother. That's a pretty known fact in my family. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in a way that kind of detached him more, um, which we also talk about. We kind of talk about how 
as my parents kind of lightened up on their, um, like in their ways of like teaching us and having us grow up, we slowly like became more accepting, I guess, because for him, it was so strict that now he just, you know, he doesn't really like embrace it as much. Whereas me, they were slightly like, I don't know, more accepting of like how I viewed things. So it allowed me to be okay with like, you know, both cultures a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, no, and I think, I think that's something that's really important to mention is like your own kind of journey of self-discovery and your own journey of self-respect for that. And, and I think it's something that we see a lot of times, like when you push somebody so hard towards something, instead of letting themselves kind of work up to it, then it normally doesn't end well. And I guess kind of looking ahead to your future, how do you feel like you're going to raise your kids? Um, and how do you feel like that's going to affect things? Well, when I think about that, it's kind of scary because even though I hold some sort of like grudge against my culture sometimes, I fear like my kids actually losing it because I mm-hmm. think that is so sad. And like, I see it from like people at school that have one parent that is Hispanic, but they don't like speak the language and stuff like that. And I just, yeah. I want them to know that it's okay to have more than one language, but I definitely do fear that like, I won't do the best job at teaching them like what the culture really is because like, in a way, since I don't always feel so connected to it, I fear that, like, I don't have enough of the culture within me to share it with my kids. So I definitely think that I'll do my best to, you know, teach them Spanish and, like, teach them what kind of foods they eat in Mexico Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, the little things that, like, really enrich the culture, I want them to know about. Um, But, I mean, I know that it's probably – definitely going to be that they're a lot more Americanized than they are um, connected with their Hispanic roots. But I don't know. It's kind of scary. I definitely don't want them to like completely lose the culture. Yeah. And I think, I think it's hard because again, like you were saying, like it kind of becomes this trickling down thing of like, oh, I only have so much that I can Mm -hmm. give. And then you don't want to completely lose that. And um, I agree with what you're saying of like, I mean, in my experience, I mean, it's different, but my family's Russian and I don't know anything. I don't know anything. My like great grandmother came from Russia. I know nothing. And so it's, it's easy to lose these things within a couple of generations. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand what you mean. And how, how do you feel like your parents have worked to kind of immerse you in these environments and obviously these communities that you were talking about? Yeah. Well, I think, oh my gosh, well, when I was little, I, the only songs I I remember listening to are, like, Shakira, and I know that's so (laughs) random, but, like, I I feel like my mom just definitely, you know, she would always play her music and stuff like that, and they just um, always made sure, like, we were eating American foods, and we were eating Mexican foods, and, like, um, well, that's also because food is so important in the culture. Like that's definitely a big thing. And I also think that, you know, they made sure we could speak both languages fluently. That was a very big thing for my mom. Um, And I think for the most part, she just, 
you know, she wanted us to um, be familiar with Mexico and be familiar with um, the tradition. So we would like go to, you know, quinceaneras and stuff like that, which I feel like sounds so basic, but like in the end, like it does connect you more to your culture because, you know, you know their traditions and you know what they do and you know why they do it. And so I feel like it was just little things like that that they would make sure we would do and like, you know, just teach us a little bit about like the holidays and like stuff like that. Yeah. And I think um, even going back to that one night with you and Salemi, I just, I remember that was like the first time that I felt like I had really heard like authentic Mm -hmm. Hispanic music and it was live too. And I think that that was so beautiful. And I think um, like in America, we like to be like, oh yeah, we are diverse. We have all of these things, but Americans know so little about the cultures Mm -hmm. that make up um, America. And I, I think that even doing like those small things like that is important and having conversations like this where you can really like discuss and try to like learn about them is important. And how do you feel like people can do their best to like educate themselves on other people's cultures and try to immerse themselves in things? um, Yeah. That enrich them and educate them and celebrate others' cultures. I think the biggest thing is truly just like talking to people with other cultures and just wanting to learn about it. Like when you show them like that you want, you know, you want to try their food and you want to know their traditions, like they'll be more than happy to share it with you. Like they want you to know too, because like it's something so big for them. Of course they like, we want you guys to know about what we do and how we celebrate and stuff. So I think, in order to learn more about it, you just have to ask about it mm-hmm. um, because it is so important to people. Yeah, and um, I guess I think it's kind of like what you were saying. I think there's always like if you come at somebody genuinely and you're like, I want to like learn, um, I think there's a difference in what a lot of times we see is sometimes people just kind of copying people's cultures and kind of like using it mm-hmm. as like a trend or like something like that. Um, and I think that, th- again, it's like what you're saying, there's a difference if you really genuinely have um, that sense of curiosity and that desire to learn. I think people can see that. And also, um, how do you feel like this has affected the way that you view other cultures, like maybe Asian Americans um, or, so- or just things like that and how you view them and how you accept their cultures and try to, I guess, hear them out too? Um, I definitely say that I'm just so open to different things. And there's definitely a level of like, I don't know, more, more like, I would say like, well, I guess it would be not necessarily a level of, but like a lack of judgment that I now Mm -hmm. carry. Because, you know, I know that different cultures do different things and like, I'm okay with that. I don't, I'm okay with like seeing, you know, different kinds of cultures and different people doing different things that I'm not used to. And I feel like it just makes me um, be way more accepting of it and not necessarily judge it because, you know, I may not know their traditions and stuff, but I know that it probably means a lot to them. And so I want to know about it. And I'm just very open-minded about things like that. Yeah. And I I think that that's so beautiful because I mean, just going back to like everything with our society, I think we're so quick to um, 
just make these judgments. And I think that that's how we form these stereotypes and things that are so hurtful and things that, like you were saying, make you feel ashamed. And we lose that sense of cultural diversity that we claim makes us Americans, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, I think just what you're saying is so beautiful and kind of um, bringing it like towards a close. Do you have any words that you would say to people just regarding, um, I guess, the importance of respect for other cultures and specifically Hispanic culture? Um, I would definitely say don't judge. Mm-hmm. It is so important. Like, um, I think if you want people to accept your culture, you also have to try and accept theirs, which is what I feel like we've said so many times today. And I would definitely say that um, don't, not not only don't judge, but just don't be scared to um, learn about it because it ends up being so fun, and especially in the Hispanic culture. Like it is a fun mm-hmm. culture and it's all about being happy and like being, I don't know, just loving and open. And so I would just say like, um, try and immerse yourself in it and try and just like know what it's about and be around people that you know, like expressing their culture, because I don't know, it's just more fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, just one more like little note about that is I remember going to again, Salemi's Quinceanera. And that was maybe like the most fun that I had had all year, (laughs) because everybody there was so, so nice. And it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like what you're saying. I think you, again, are one of the most loving people that I know. And you don't care about things that are superficial. You don't care about um, yeah, just like any of those materialistic things. And I think that that is beautiful. And even if, like you were saying, that there's um, maybe more Americanized than it would be if you had like grown up in Mexico or something like that, I think mm-hmm. those ideals still carry through. And I think that that's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. And so, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Diana. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I had fun even though I was a little nervous, not gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah, and guys, Diana is truly one of the most loving people that you will ever meet. And she also has a necklace business. Do you want to do you wanna mention your necklace Instagram and just how they can contact you? Um, it's at Dido's Necklace Necklaces on Instagram. Um, and if you like anything, just DM me or comment and I'll be happy to get it to you. Yes, so go check that out. They are truly lovely. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Remember to share with just one person. Every person helps. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.